Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Knuckle. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, the fears that stop people investing. And specifically, we're going to be talking about the market and market fluctuations. Because I was actually stuck in an airport yesterday and I ended up writing and researching a ho- about a whole heap of different topics. And one of the questions I frequently get from listeners uh, is, well, I'm really worried that the price of my house or my investment property is going to drop uh, or it's going to decrease for a time. And here's the thing. The first thing I need to say is that it's going to happen. Markets move up and sometimes they move down. Um, but it's really about weathering that that uh, fluctuation in the market and also holding on. But one of the things that I started doing as part of this was thinking – well, one of the big reasons that people get scared about market fluctuations when, when the price of their property does uh, go down for a time is that in the media it all seems doom and gloom. Uh, and we, we see these predictions coming out that, that says that market prices are going to be low forever. Um, but when we look at history, we frequently know that's not true. So what I've actually done is I've gone back and I started looking at the last time there was a significant housing, uh, housing slump in New Zealand, and I looked back at uh, 2009, and I found an article published in Stuff that says housing further to fall. It was written on the 31st of Jan 2009, and what Stuff had done is they'd gone out and they'd talked to all of the top economists at private investment banks and uh, and all of the retail banks to see what the economists thought. And it's really interesting. Here it says most economists expect house prices overall to drop 10% year on year by Christmas. Uh, And I've said that sales volumes are down. And I even noticed that uh, Westpac's Dominic Stevens, who was there at the time, said that he expects the decline in house prices to continue through 2009. And he's picking that it could be uh, up to 2012 before they regain their uh, 2007 house price values. He was saying that house prices would decrease by $100,000. So I went and looked at the data to figure out, was he right? Uh, and remember, this was written in January uh, 2009. Well, the, the, the top of the market was December 2007, where Auckland house prices were 465k, 465k. And uh, at that time, they they'd decreased to 424k. So they'd gone down a bit. And they said it's going to be low for long. And they said it's going to decrease by another 10% by the end of the year. Well, by the end of the year, November 2009, house prices had jumped back up to 475k, which were higher than the previous peak. So it's a new record for the median house price in Auckland at that time. Now, I'm not saying that this is always going to happen any to every single time that you read a, a, a negative prediction in the market, but that you've got to take uh, with a grain of salt some of what you're reading in the media in terms of market predictions. And, and Andrew, we know that, that sometimes these economists may have been misquoted or been taken out of context as well. Um, so, so it's not necessarily their fault, but you've got to take uh, and have an understanding of the context in which you're reading, right? Correct. Um, and just just sort of, I, I, I talk to clients about this all the time, and um, one of the key things um, uh, that I try to get across to them is that you can never predict what the market's going to do tomorrow. And so many people try and guess what the market's going to do next year and all these things. And, and again, it's 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 your brother-in-law, it's your um, it's your, your guy at work. Um, everyone's got an opinion about the property market, and, and most of it, 
is you know unwarranted. It's just stuff that they've got um, in the newspaper or something like that, and it's been misquoted, and then it gets passed on. Or they know a guy who lost a whole lot of money on the uh, on, on the sale of a house, um, and and so so it's true to them. But the but the reality is, you can you can you can't control the market, but you can control how long you stay in the market. And so we said in the past that, you know, seven to 10 years was kind of a property cycle. Um, I think I've said before, I think that actually now it's kind of 10 to 15 years. So for a safer kind of time frame, if you're looking for long-term wealth, I think for, for 10 to 15 years is a good length of time to be um, holding a property for to, to kind of guarantee as much as you can guarantee uh, a certain amount of growth. And, and generally speaking, you know, if it's a normal house and it's pretty straightforward in the main centre, we'd say, you know, 5%. If it's in Auckland, we might say 6 or 7%. Um, uh, and, and, you know, you might discount that to whatever you want. But remember, of course, you're getting growth on the entire asset. And the other thing I just want to mention is I've been reading a really good book by Mary Holm. She's one of New Zealand's most trusted financial commentators, and she's got a book called Rich Enough, which we'll review uh, in another episode on the show. Uh, and something that stuck out, which which I've heard before, is that she says any time an advisor, any sort of financial or investment advisor says, yes, but this time it's different in terms of, uh, you know, we're going to get very high returns at very low risk and says, yes, I know these didn't work out last time, but these are different. She says, run for the hills. <laughs> I think you can take that same thinking and apply it to commentators who say, yes, but this time it's different. Auckland house prices are going to decrease 40%. You know, if you're going to apply that to the investment side, you should also apply that when people say the opposite and think that house prices are going to decrease because you can just look at, um, at, at, at previous graphs of sale prices and say, well, We've never had a very prolonged slump in the last 30, 40 years in the property market. People always seem to have quite a short memory when it comes to these things. And and, and you're right, Ed, it, it is always the same. And there might be different contributing factors, uh, like, for example, you know, lower interest rates or harder to borrow money or these kind of things that might have a, a either an upward trend or a downward trend for property prices. But it doesn't, it, there's always something working against you and something working for you. Uh, and, and, uh, you know things like peer-to-peer lending. I think that might um, have an impact in, on you know um, people's ability to borrow in the future. And if that's the case, then if you can borrow more, then maybe you're spending more as well, because uh, often that that is the case. I also think this is becoming um, now because we can get data so easily with you know Homes.co.nz or something like that. People are more. Um, uh, weary about their house house prices, and they're actually checking it all the time. And so again. Don't be the type of investor that's checking it every week and then going, oh, God, it's gone down 10 grand. That could just be because um, someone down the street sold in a distressed uh, situation and they need to move the house, and so that's had a, an effect on the average. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you would sell for. And similarly, the other thing that, uh, when I was stuck in the airport thinking about these things, is I thought, well, what what really moves house prices and there are, i think there are four things there's the income of people who who are buying houses there's population growth interest rates uh, and and the property being bought as long as as well as supply and a couple of other things and let's just talk about interest rates now as Tony Mounts often says, interest rates are either going to go up, go down, stay the same. So I'm not going to talk about those things, but I can talk about income and population growth. So say that we estimate income growth at at two percent per year. Over 20 years, that means that incomes are going to increase 48.59% over that period. 
We also know that in the next 20 years, Auckland uh, and Canterbury in particular, populations are going to increase by, for Auckland, over 30%, for Canterbury, about 22%. So show me a market, like if we just think about this logically, where incomes go up by 50, 50%, and that's, so quite cons- that's quite conservative, so people can afford more. And then uh, we've got more population. What sort of property market is not going to increase in value, at, you know, at 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 a reasonable rate? Uh, and so that's something you can also think about, um, just logically, when you're thinking about well, what's going to happen over time? The the price of your property might stay the same for a while; it might go down, but over time, it's going to go up as well. Now, what I just want to finish off with uh, are two or three strategies to to mitigate market fluctuation. So if you if you're worried about the, your the price of your investment property being a bit volatile and you want it to be more consistent, what are some of the strategies you can do, or or where should you buy to make sure that happens? Uh, and the first thing we'd recommend is buying in a major centre. When I it's it's quite hard to to explain graphs uh, in audio format, um, but when you look at the graphs of house prices in the major centres versus uh, a smaller region like the Hawkes Bay. The major centres are always more consistent. At times they'll be flat, at times they'll go up, but during a downturn in Auckland, typically house prices only decrease by about 4% or so, whereas in Hawke's Bay, uh, the data I've got on my mind, house prices decreased uh, by 30% in the period. And so we do know that over, historically, major centres have been more consistent uh, than out in the regions. And the other thing you can do as well is buy the median property. Don't buy something that's uh, at the luxury end of the market because when there's an economic downturn, all of the people who would pay big prices are exiting the market or being very conservative. But there's always going to be uh, a lot of people in the middle a bit like a bell curve, who are out there buying the median property. And so that's another way you can make sure that you have more consistency in terms of the value of your property. And lastly, I know this is your favourite one, Andrew, as well, which is... Stop listening to your brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, every, uh, like honestly, um, when it comes to property, uh, everyone's got an opinion about it, and um, it's a, it's quite funny. I was talking to one of my clients yesterday who um, who qu- queried whether or not I thought a particular area was a good investment, one that we'd already said was a good investment, uh, and uh, and I said, well, what's what's made you kind of consider that it might not be? And it was pretty much you know just. So some people with no real uh, property investment expertise had given their opinion, uh, and and that just so often happens at the Christmas time barbecues or at the water cooler and all of those kind of things. And hey, over the next couple of weeks, we're, uh, I'm going to be, um, I've actually written out this kind of article that we're talking about now. We're going to release it on our website with a whole heap of graphs that, that back up some of these um, these points as well and support them. Uh, and, and, and the one thing that I'll say is that if you look at graphs of, of how property prices have moved over the last 20 years, when you start to compare the different regions, you're going to be on a completely different level to the the average punter reading uh, the Dominion or the NZ Herald uh, or, or the Press in Christchurch, uh, because it's it, your decisions and and the the facts that you that you talk about when you're at a barbecue or whatever it happens to be uh, is is based on actual facts as opposed to 
regurgitated facts in the in the or regurgitated statements uh, in the paper. So I think it's important to think of that as well. And when that is released, I'll drop that in the show notes. But that'll be in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Do you have anything else to add before we uh, wrap up here, Andrew? No, but I just I I I, uh, I did. Oh, no, sorry, I'm mean, told, told to talking to my microphone. Um, uh, there there I I had to check who actually said this quote. Um, it was Mark Twain uh, said, "Buy land. They're not making any more of it." And it's just so true. Um, property is scarce, uh, and, and land is scarce, and so because of that, it will always go up in value. Fantastic. Well, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help us get the message out to more and more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, why not check out our epic guide to mortgages? This is a nine and a half thousand word guide about how to get a mortgage and pay it off quicker. That's available on our website, and I'm going to drop that link in the show notes as well. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.